Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. Prosperity. It is a successful, flourishing, and thriving condition. You say, well, I thought it was about money. It is. But let me read it to you one more time. A successful, flourishing, and thriving condition. Here's some other words that go along with it. Accomplishment, growth, success, well-being, abundant, even exuberance, and excessive. Say, did you have to say that word in church? I did say that word, excessive. Excessive. This isn't in my notes, so it's probably not anointed, but we are not to be average people. We are not. Not not in any way, not in any area. There's plenty of them out there. They can all be average. I don't want to be average. I want to be excessive. God wants you to be accomplished in your career. Just hold steady with me. Don't throw anything. Don't grab your keys and bother tossing them this way. Just hold on. God wants you to be accomplished in your career. He wants you to be successful. For him, not for you. There's where your problem is. So let me qualify. We do everything for him. We represent him. We're a witness for him. We work for him. Well, I thought I worked at Publix. You do work at Publix, but you should work at Publix for him. God wants us to have growth in our spiritual life. He wants our spiritual life to prosper. Say, well, I just thought that that was a bad word. No, it's not a bad word. You allowed Satan to make it a bad word. That's not a bad word. God wants you to be successful in your business. Those of you that are business owners... And I was for 28 years, and Barry was, I think, 34. Okay, understand something. We didn't go through all of that nonsense and headache just because we just wanted to fool around for all those years. No, we did it because we wanted to be successful and prosperous, not for ourselves, but that we would be a blessing to other people. And even though we're not in business today, we have knowledge and insight and understanding. And people come to us and they ask us, how would you handle this? And what do you think about this? And we share it. We share it. This is not for ourselves. God wants you to have an abundance so that 
You not only have enough for yourself and your family, but you have enough to give and to share to others. Well, I thought I needed to be selfish and just hoard it all. No, you thought wrong. You thought wrong. This is why I love the food drive. This is why I love the food drive. It's not about you and me, it's about them. How how valuable are groceries? Maybe not so much to you because you lack, but if you lack, how valuable is that? And then come and get food and get saved and healed in the process and delivered in the process and meet Christ in the process. How awesome. How awesome. And God wants you to be excessive and have prosperity in the area of love and encouragement, forgiveness. Brandon touched on forgiveness. We should be prosperous in the area of forgiveness. It should be flourishing in us. Brandon just got up here. This is not in my notes. I know it's not anointed. But Brandon just got up here and apologized. Well, I've never been in a service like that. He apologized. Did he commit some unpardonable sin? No. But he didn't quite get it right. How many of you don't quite get it right? So let me ask you, are you prosperous in the area of asking for forgiveness? I saw one lady. I've never heard you apologize. (laughs) We need to be. We need to be flourishing in love. In generosity. We should be the most generous people on the planet. Say, well, I don't have money. You're hung up on money. I'm talking about in multiple ways, in all kinds of areas. Oh, many times when we hear the word prosperity, we only think of money. It does include money. Finances are an area of our life, right? So it does include it, but it's not only money. Let me say, let me give you this example. If there was a young guy, let's just say he's 30 years old, and he's spoiled rotten by his parents, and he's lazy, he's stuck up, He thinks he's better than everyone else. Never worked a day in his life. And yet he received $5 million as an inheritance from his parents when they died. Would you think that this guy is prosperous? No. The word prosperous doesn't even, in my mind, even connect to that joker. 
Not at all. Not at all. Why? Because he's not accomplished. He's not successful. He's not flourishing. He's not thriving. He doesn't even work. So it's not about $5 million. It's really not a whole lot about any money. It's included, don't get me wrong, it's included. But it's really not about money. It's about so many other areas. He only has the money because someone gave it to him. The rest of his life, it's a wreck. Not prospering in any other areas of his life. We should be prosperous in every area, not just our finances. If your terminology, your mindset on prosperity is, oh, if I could just be a millionaire, you're missing it all. You're missing it all. You're wasting your time. The other night, uh, my wife and I, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Okay. My wife and I were invited to Alan Darlene's house. Okay. And uh, so we went over there. And we talked, you know we talked. We had conversation. And we ate, you know we ate. If you go to Al's house, you're gonna eat. First time at his house, and I'm gonna say, if you go to his house, you're gonna eat. And then we sat there and we talked more around the table. And we talked, guess what we talked about? The things of God. We started sharing miracle stories and different situations that we found ourselves in. We had a great time. I don't even know how long we, laughed, we talked. But then we went inside to leave, and Al was getting Tupperware out, you know, to, for me to take meat home. Yeah. You know, that's the normal thing. Yeah. But we started laughing in the kitchen and we laughed and laughed and laughed and you say what was funny there was nothing that was funny at all and Al said to me this morning he said he said do you think that maybe that was holy laughter I said oh yeah that's exactly what it was there was nothing funny at all but we had spent a long time talking about the things of God, the power of God, the demonstration of God, how good God is and how he opens up doors for us to minister to different people in different type situations and all that. And the joy of the Lord came on us and we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And then we went on our way. Let me say this, Al and Darlene, could not invite us over unless they were prosperous in kindness, hospitality, and generosity. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. 3 John 1, 2 through 4. We've heard this passage, and some of us love it, and then there's some of us who hate it. I don't know how you can hate God's word, but anyway... I'll leave that between 
you and him. Beloved, I pray that in every way, I use the word every area, that you succeed and prosper and be in good health just as I know that your soul prospers spiritually. For I was greatly pleased when brothers came to me and testified to your faithfulness to the truth of the gospel message and how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my spiritual children are living their lives in truth. In truth. Here, he wants them to prosper and be in health, their souls to prosper or their spiritual lives to prosper. And he's happy because they're prospering by living in the truth. Not one mention in this passage on money. He didn't, he didn't say, and I'm just so happy that you're all filthy rich. No, he didn't do that. He will get into it, but in this passage, he was referring to good health, to their souls prospering, and he was happy that they're walking in the truth and sharing the gospel message. So let's move on to verse five through eight. Dear friends, you are doing a good work for God taking care of the traveling teachers and missionaries who are passing through. They have told the church here of your friendship, your loving deeds, for they are traveling for the Lord and, take their, and neither have food or clothing or shelter nor money. Here comes the money because it's included. It's one of the areas, right? Of all of our lives, raise your hand if that money is an area in your life. Yeah, sure it is. And all the rest of you, you're all confused. <laughs> Nor money from those who are not Christians. They don't get their shelter from the unsaved. They don't get clothing. They don't get food. They don't get money from people that are not saved, even though they preach to them. So we ourselves should take care of them in order that we may become partakers with them in the Lord's work, in the gospel message. So now in this passage, these believers were prosperous in their faithfulness to the truth of the gospel. That's a good thing. We all should be faithful to the gospel. They're prosperous in their spiritual walk with God. They take care of the traveling missionaries. In other words, they're generous by giving them food, clothing, shelter, and money. God wants his people to be whole and to be complete. Not just rich, but prosperous in every area. The Bible talks about us being good soldiers. 
In order for us to be a good soldier, we must be whole in our personhood or in our being and complete in order to win the battle. In other words, properly trained and you're trained by this right here. This is how you and I are trained. Well, I went to a motivational seminar. This is how we're trained. Not against motivational seminars, increasing your sales and business, not, not against that. Talking about money, you spend two grand to go to that conference, and yet you want to come in God's house and give zero. Say, did you have to say that? That's you sort out your priorities. I'm not getting involved with that. Here's the fact. We're talking about good soldiers. Here's the fact. We will have battles in life. Fact. Fact number two. In order to win a battle, you got to fight a battle. But I thought you said that we were going to be prosperous in this life. Accomplished in our careers, successful in business, have abundance. I did. I said that. I said that. But those things will come after we win the battle. And we'll win them by being whole and complete people. Whole in God and complete in God. In other words, by us not allowing ourselves to carry any negative effects from the battles. It's going to get tight in here. Say, well, I fought this battle and I got this. I just, I just hate people. Really? Did you really win that battle? Just asking. So after you lost your job, were you able to ask God and trust God to help you and go back out and find another job? Well, they fired me and they shouldn't have fired me. It's not what I asked. Can you trust God? So after you got divorced, were you able to recover and pick up the pieces and move on in life? and not allow yourself to be mad at God? Divorce is horrible. In my opinion, in my opinion, and I'm sure I'm wrong, I think divorce is worse than the death of a spouse because it's rejection. If your spouse loved you and died, at least you knew they loved you. But to have somebody hate you after you shared your life with them? Are you able to move on and not be mad at God? Here's one. After COVID, did you learn not to live in fear? 
I'll leave that one with you. So after your financial situation, your difficult financial situation, and maybe even bankruptcy, are you able to trust God to be your source? If you did, you won that battle. So after the sickness that you went through, can you still believe that God heals today? Well, he didn't heal me. He has the power to heal. And we will believe God to heal us every time. And if you're like me and you have a brain tumor and you got to go through eight hours of surgery and you got to learn to walk again and you got to get your mind back together again and all of that, I'm still going to believe God that he'll heal me when I'm sick. He'll heal you when you're sick. I'm going to pray in faith. I'm going to pray in faith. Because I'm not losing that battle. Not going to do it. So after you were betrayed and lied about, can you still forgive that person? If you can, you won the battle. You fought a good fight. So after your family member walked away from God, can you still believe God for their salvation? So after they were brutal and unkind and ruthless with you, can you be kind to them when you see them? I'm not talking about you, that you have to be best friends and hang out every day, all hours of the day. I'm not saying that. But still, can you still be kind to them? So after they stole from you, can you forgive them and leave it in God's hands to deal with them? No, I'm just angry. I'm getting my gun and I'm headed out. In order for us to be prosperous or successful or to win in all of these areas, we're going to have to be a good soldier. Number one, we're going to have to believe God's manual to be the truth. Through all of your pain, all of your misunderstandings, all of the damage, you're still going to have to believe this. Still going to have to believe this. And not only believe it to be the truth, but you're going to have to obey it. You're going to have to obey this manual. No matter what. Regardless of what your circumstances are. Second Timothy 2, 3 through 5. Accept your share of sufferings like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Nobody who serves in the military gets tied up or bound up with civilian matters. Why? 
so that they can please the one who recruited them. In my opinion, that's Jesus Christ. He recruited me. Accept your share of sufferings. I know. We don't like to talk about that. He goes on to say, also in the same way, athletes don't win unless they obey the rules, follow the manual, believe it to be the truth. That word accept means to suffering, means to take them, endure them, suffer hardship, bear them but never let them hinder you or distract you or set you back. Never. Our sufferings are never intended to have that kind of a negative effect on us. Never. This is why I can say we're not, we, God did not intend for us to lose. I mean, after all, he gave us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us. We must completely trust him. We must completely believe his manual and his guidelines, and we must completely follow and obey his manual or his rules. Even when we're suffering and even after we've suffered, we still believe. I'm reminded of Jesus. He accepted the sufferings on the cross. He accepted the beatings, the thorns on his head, the, the nails in his hand, the spear in his side. He, he accepted it. He endured it. He even asked the father if it was possible and if it was in his will to let it pass from him. But he accepted it because it was the father's will. This is the father's will for you and me. So we follow this regardless of our circumstances. We follow this. Jesus trusted his father. He believed his father. And he obeyed and followed the will of the Father, even when it included suffering. So let me ask you, how have we done with our suffering? How are you doing, present tense, with your suffering? Are you still prospering in your spirit, in your spiritual walk, in the things of God? Are you flourishing spiritually? Are you pros prospering in forgiveness? Are you still prospering in generosity? Even with the financial setback? Or has the battles and the suffering caused you and I to get hung up or set back or tied up? Or has it affected you negatively? I 
As I said earlier, prosperity is not just about you, it's about others. It's about representing God well in the world in which we live. Our prosperity in our life should give glory and honor to Him. Not draw attention to ourselves, but be honoring to Him and to His name. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, know that you're more than welcome. And if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.